Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports, better than most. Well, we just witnessed the worst national championship in the history of college football, but now we get to look forward to the NFL playoffs. Yeah, there's been some blowouts, obviously, in the college football semifinals. Um, there's been some blowouts in the finals. Ohio State got waxed um, by um, Alabama in 2020. Clemson waxed Alabama one time. I think 41 to 16 or 17. Notre Dame got absolutely trounced by Alabama once in the playoff final. I think that was the last piece. Well, we just skipped one. this year. We just skipped the semifinal blowout and we just moved it to the yeah, national. Yeah, and we've had obviously some major semifinal blowouts with Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan State getting destroyed in the play in the you know. And now it was um, it was actually worse than a blowout. Um, I think the 62 to seven score puts a real 65, seven, 65, seven. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I think that puts a real stain. I think it's probably the first time I've, I don't know how many years, so I did not watch any part of the second half of the national championship. Yeah. I turned it off when it was 24 to seven, I think. Um, I, mean, I wasn't thoroughly watching it, but I, I watched to the end of the first half and saw that and went and watched Seinfeld and never turned the game back on. Yeah, I think it's stained college football a little bit this year, and it kind of angers me. It angers me, yes, as an Ohio State fan, of course, um, because Ohio State, I felt like, should have beat Georgia. But I think it it put a stain, and it made me think a lot, actually, today about, number one, like the Big 12. You know, with the Big 12 losing Texas and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma was a joke this year. Texas is a joke right now as well still. You know, Kansas State and TCU were the two teams, and so I'm – tired of people saying oh well michigan lost tcu listen folks and and my counselor today at school said don't you think tcu got a lot of breaks along the way and i mean she's not really a football fan and if you think about it tcu really did have this magical carpet ride right like they came came back screeching from way down against kansas state in the regular season they kicked a miraculous field goal against a mediocre baylor team you could tell, you could see them getting worn out against Kansas State. Kansas State, by the way, got absolutely trounced by Bama as well. I don't think it helps the Big 12's reputation at all. Um, it, to me, it, it's just it, the Big 12 is an absolute joke. And anybody who, I mean, I, even I was talking to my dad today, I mean, TCU looks scared of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was not a fair fight from the get go. And, um, I think it put a stain on college football, put a stain on the playoff. You know, when we were debating one, two, three, four, I know nobody wants to see. First of all, people were mad because Ohio State got in the playoff because they got trounced in the second half against Michigan. But they had to put Ohio State in because they were the only team with one loss. And I think Ohio State proved that it deserved to be in the playoff. But they rewarded TCU. I want to know, when was the last time a team lost in the regular season or the whatever you call it, the, 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 the championship game, and not dropped at least one spot, mm-hmm. right? Like, never. And for the first time ever, they kept TCU at three to reward who? To reward TCU, where I, I don't care when push comes to shove, I, when you look at TCU's schedule and the teams they beat, they beat mediocre teams all year. Mm-hmm. And they rewarded them by putting them up against Michigan. And... Again, I think we can go through that Michigan game. And if you watch, think about TCU's defense really from about, well, let's just say the beginning of the third quarter on. I mean, it looked like they lost they, they lost everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan was doing whatever they wanted to at will. If it went before the mistakes, um, they would have beat TCU. 
I mean, so I don't want to hear this, oh, well, Michigan had their chance to beat TCU. Listen, things happen in a game. We've said this before. Anybody can beat anyone. I think TCU, could they beat Georgia on September 4th? Yeah, they probably could, right? Georgia just, oh, yeah, we're playing TCU. Were they going to beat Georgia in a playoff? Absolutely not. I mean, if anything, to me, this tarnishes college football next year because Alabama and Georgia are both going to be in the playoff. Like, the committee will never not put both SEC schools in, Mm -hmm. Um, even, I think, with two losses. And you got Ohio State and Michigan, Penn State fighting for the one spot. And they're going to put U.S. The Pac-12 kind of is loaded with quarterbacks next year, actually. I think Mm -hmm. the Pac-12 is going to be pretty good. But I think, again, when push comes to shove, the talent, the athlete. uh, We saw Oregon against Georgia this year. Uh, I get Oregon has got some good players, but from A to Z, they're not even in the right caliber. Mm -hmm. I mean, Georgia is, yes, solidified itself as the best team in college football, the dynasty in college football right now. Um, but to me, this, this national championship game, I think really is going to put a stain on even next year's because I think we've, we've limited ourselves to real, what real, I mean, seriously, let's say TCU goes undefeated next year. I mean, there's no way they look like, they look like Cincinnati would have beat TCU. I feel Mm -hmm. like, I mean, and again, I'm tired of people saying, well, it's too bad. Michigan lost to them. Like folks that, that just, I'm sorry about uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. And, again, um, I it was a horrible ending, I think, to college football. Um, it's a shame because we had two really championship games to begin with. Um, I don't know. I think TCU should have been fourth. They were the weakest team in the, in the, comp, in the whole playoff. They should have played the best team, right, in mm-hmm. Georgia. They should have put Ohio State and Michigan. And I don't care what anybody says. There's only one reason they didn't put Ohio State and Michigan 2-3. It was because they just played. And people were afraid of the rematch right off the bat, right? So, I mean, that's why they didn't do it. But I can't wait to see what these ratings are going to be. They're going to have to have tanked. And not only that, but why would you not want it to have been guaranteed at least Georgia, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, why would you not want it to at least see that matchup? So, in the end, I think it was – it, it really tarnished, I feel like, the season. I'm not saying Georgia's not the best team. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I think we also saw that when you have talent and you have great players like Ohio State does and Michigan does that recruits those, that they can beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. TCU was never going to beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. Ever. Nothing. They couldn't stop them. I mean, did Georgia? I don't think Georgia punted once. Yeah, I'm a, I think, uh, yeah. I think they scored five straight times. Yeah, I don't think they And then the first drive they scored, and the second drive they got the fumble, and then but they kicked the field goal. So yeah, I, I don't know if I, they, Nothing happened. Hunter had an easy night. Yeah. So, again, what I'm saying here is um, football is not basketball. Gonzaga mm-hmm. can win a national championship. Houston can win a national championship. And, and Creighton, whoever, they can win a basketball championship. It's not happening in football. Mm-hmm. It just is not happening. And I love the expanded playoff because it guarantees me. Well, it basically will rule out this ever happening again. Yeah, I mean, you hope it would. Um, I don't think TCU would be able to go through that many games and here's what find I said. a way to keep winning. It, when we get this expanded playoff, Tulane's going to beat someone, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get yeah. Tulane getting slaughtered in the next round. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I just like it because to me, it guarantees Ohio State's going to be in it every year. Mm-hmm. I feel like at least like I don't. Well, think it makes a level playing field fair for the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah. I, I don't think Ohio State's going to win the na- be in the Final Four next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be close to it. But I know the next year they're going to because mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the top twelve teams every year. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that loves the twelve team playoff. But to be honest with you, I really believe in college football. There's only really four teams probably every year that could win it. Yeah, and at TCU was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Alabama was probably the fourth, or even Tennessee with Hooker probably could have been the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this playoff, I think it's only positive though. Mick, it's going to give you more good, more highly anticipated games, and more than likely not more good games. And I think it's it's nice to at least be able to see like a, that that non power five play against that power five in fight like T- Tulane did and obviously win. I'm not, are they ever going to win a national championship? I mean, there's greater odds that you're going to win the lottery tonight than that ever happening, but at least, you know, you give them a playing level playing field and giving them a chance um, just because some of those guys, you know, may not have a big big name and then they have a huge game and, you know, it just changes the life. So, uh, And I'm going to be excited to see um, USC maybe come to Ann Arbor and play Mm-hmm. in December. Like, that'll be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. But what I'm saying here is we really need to figure out how college football is going to analyze these 12 teams or four teams next year because we we talked about the Big 12 and how they had these ranked teams, right? And, and TCU is beating these ranked teams. Kansas folks, in the end, I don't even think they finished with a 500 record, did they? I think they finished under 500. They were 5 and, and then... I think they finished six and seven. Okay, they yeah. finished six and seven. I, I think it was. Yeah. So, but yet they were seen as like this top ten team earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State wasn't. Mm-hmm. Kansas State got absolutely throttled at the end. Like they weren't. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma was a shell of itself. Texas, Texas don't know if Texas don't know if it's January or or July right now. Mm-hmm. Like. I had that promise early and then kind of just... And I'm afraid next year we're going to get in the same thing with the Pac-12. I mean, you got Caleb Williams, right? You got Risings coming back now from Utah. You got Penix out in Washington. You got Mm -hmm. Knicks in Oregon. You got DJ in Oregon State now. Like, you're going to get all these great quarterbacks, and people are instantly going to think that these teams are Mm -hmm. wonderful because they put up 47 points. Now, I will agree. I think defense is done in college football. I mean... Your job is to see. Well, I mean, the offense control. wins you the game, defense yeah. keeps you in the game. I mean, so that that's going to be one thing. But because they're going to put up all these flashy things, and because we already have this preconceived notion that DJ is this great quarterback, even though he wasn't at Clemson, it's just going to, to drain everything out and make everyone think they're these great teams. And I'd say it, but, I mean, we, I can already tell you the four teams next year. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Georgia. It's going to be... Uh, oh, God, I hate to say it. it's going to be Clemson, probably. <laughs> or one of the Pac-12 teams with the quarterback, it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, and I feel bad because I didn't want to see Alabama get in the playoff. But I think we really need to put our real ex- realistic expectations of what who can really are the best teams in college football and who's the best teams in college basketball. Like, they're completely different. You're not going to have... David and Goliath, like the little guy's not going to win. They can win one game here and there. I get it. I totally get it. But yesterday was sickening. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was pure embarrassment of of the highest level. I mean TCU 
did not belong on the same field as Georgia. Well, that's the nice thing about the expanded playoff is like in 2024, they'll get um, the 24 college, 2024 college season, they'll get uh, you'll get Alabama in there, you'll get Tulane, you'll get USC, you'll get both two to three Big Ten teams, and depending on how many SEC teams they'll throw in there, half the field will probably be SEC teams. Um, but I guess, I don't know, I'm, I'm really excited to, for that to happen, not really the, the top four isn't. I mean, it's fun, obviously, when your team's in it, but it's, uh, it's a gauntlet to get there. Yeah, I mean, especially when you, if you're not a team that's going to get that highly the respected ranking. The nice thing is you're ranking. still going to, if you're a top four team, you're going to get a break by not having to play a game. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. So that's kind of a nice thing, and that still gives you something to play for. Um, what I guess what I'm saying is we're going from four to 12. And realistically, when we have four teams, really only two of them have a realistic shot at the at the championship. Now we're bringing in twelve teams and really going to dilute it. Now it might make some for some great games. Well, that's the thing. I think it's going to. I mean, it's it's just like March Madness and the fact that the seeds that are you know higher up obviously have a very low chance of winning and then moving on and moving on. But it provides us with excitement. It might not be the team that wins that game. Might not go on and win a national championship. Obviously, that's very likely very low likelihood of that happening but it provides more um exciting games and, and more fun games to watch and it keeps players playing well it was great st peter's right like they go ahead and they they win all those games last year but then finally when the domino falls the domino falls hard mm-hmm. and i think that it, it builds up to such a disappointment mm-hmm. and to me that's what happened here i mean tcu got built up and boy i tell you what when they fell they fell freaking hard i mean it's it's a cute story, but in all, if we're really looking for the best football teams, and I think that's what the college football playoff needs to define more. Are we putting the best teams in there? Are we putting the deserving teams in there? We're judging teams based on their schedule for our teams that just, you know, maybe were a one-hit wonder or what, like you said, went four in a row, five in a row, Kansas, and everybody gets all excited and puts them all of a sudden up to 11th place and in the poll, and they look like they're this great team, and they finish at the below 500 record. So um, I never thought, I said 35-20, I think, in, um, when we um, made our predictions for the championship game. George, I feel bad that I shortchanged you because... Well, I shortchanged them about five touchdowns. Yeah. Both I times. guess what I'm saying is we should have seen it coming. Right, like. I mean, I didn't think it would be that bad, but I thought no, it would be a better game than that. But really, when you start looking at it, and you see how TCU finished the year. They struggled. Really, they had one good game. I think the very last regular season game um, against Michigan. They got some great calls, and they got some really boneheaded plays by Michigan um, to really give them the chance to win. Um, we should have seen it coming, and I think the best thing that happened. The worst thing that happened at TCU was that Ohio State almost beat Georgia. Because Georgia came out like um, they're going to just beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And they did. I mean, what did Kirby Smart say before they kicked off? Like, we're, we're headhunters today. Or, yeah, aggression. We're going to be headhunters. Like, he, they they were dialed in. and There's uh, something that he does that just gets them to believe that they can't, aren't going to win. Like, the, he, he makes them somehow believe that they're, like, almost an underdog before they play. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think some some of us probably could use it. 
he's a master motivator, that's for sure. Um, again, it was I was in line. I mean, people were tweeting it all night. Like, it must be hard to be an Ohio State fan. It was hard to be an Ohio State fan because all I could think of was we had Georgia down 14 points with one quarter to go, and you lost. I mean, I thought Georgia was unbeatable to a point. But then I watched Ohio State play them, and I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, like, Ohio State can beat this team. And so, yeah, it was it was, it was was hard to watch. Um, and I felt bad. I just, I thought the season deserved a better, if you think about a lot of college basketball games, final games, like, they are, they usually are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they are pretty competitive. And for some reason, I guess that's, maybe that's what I'm angry about. And maybe you and I can figure out the answer to that over the next 10 years. Like, why do we have, with only four teams, such a small sample size, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we constantly either getting blowouts in the final well, I mean, the, the talent, or in the, the semifinals? The is, is ginormous in college football compared to college basketball. But what's going to happen when we go to 12 teams then? Well, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's going to provide more good games. I'm not saying that the national. You could take. The same, you might get the same national championship teams every, or you might get the same national championship winner every single year, basically, those pool of teams. But you might, it's going to provide you with some more exciting matchups. Um, I mean, there's going to be blowouts. That's just what's going to happen. Obviously, not as often as going to be in the national championship as it usually is more in like the semis or anything before that. But I mean, it's just going to happen. That's that's sports. Um, it happens in college basketball, it happens in college ba- or football. It's going to happen in every sport. Uh, just usually doesn't happen on the grandest stage like it did last night, and usually not as rough of a blowout as it was. But I'll be honest with you, but it was from the get go. I mean, Georgia came out like like Kirby Smart said with aggression, and they just came out like they were the underdog. And TCU came out with the tail between their legs. So well, the sad thing is, I don't know how anybody will be able to look at TCU any different next year. Yeah. Right, and I, I mean, awesome year, but I don't know if they'll really be able to sustain success because. I mean, Duggan obviously was a pretty tremendous player, and well, he's, the thing he's is, gone. He's so. going to be the premier program in the Big Twelve. Well, he's gone, so I don't really know I mean, if they can keep it goodbye up. Goodbye, Texas, way. and goodbye, Oklahoma. I mean, I don't know. Anybody who's got any common sense in college football saw their two best teams get absolutely embarrassed. And I'm sorry, folks, it's not changing this year. It's not like the recruiting classes of Kansas State and TCU were in the top twenty-five. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, the disparity is there, and um, again, I'm probably talking more as an angry fan because Ohio State lost to Georgia by a point, but um, I, I just guess I want a de- better definition going into next year. Are we going to reward a team, or are we going to take the best teams? And Because um, we definitely don't always do that. There, this year, we rewarded teams. We rewarded TCU and we gave Ohio State the final spot because it was no one else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what ended up happening. Um, well, I mean, it's the same thing happens every year. Everyone complains about the order and who gets in, and, I mean, hopefully with the 12 teams, it at least makes it a little bit easier on that yeah. selection. The complaint will be then that the same teams are in it every year. I'll get well, yeah. fine by I mean, me. that's, that's not going to change. I'm not complaining because my team's going to be one of them in there, but... Um, well, like I told you, it doesn't matter what you do, how perfect you are. It's still going to, you know, something that is going to happen is going to make people mad and there are people going to complain. And it, I mean, it's the same way with football, with who, who picks the order and 
what spots and this and that. I mean, no one's, they're never going to please every single person out there. So things are going to happen. And at least it provided two good semifinal games and a lackluster, disappointing national championship. But I mean, it just stinks that that was the, the last game we got to see. But I guess we got the NFL playoffs coming up. So hopefully they can provide some excitement, kind of like they did last year. Yeah, it was definitely um, a blank tease. It was it was rough, folks. Um, it says here that early ratings for last night's college football championship looks to be the second lowest in viewership since 2014. The TV audience peaked at about 7:30 to 7:45. Yeah, so before it even uh, kicked off, really. So it was nice that they um, went ahead and um, moved it up early, so it would end yeah. by 11. Um, the problem is <laughs> nobody watched the ending anyways. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and on ESPN, I was just waiting until six o'clock to watch the morning talk shows. They had, um, the ending of the game and listening to the last five minutes of Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler actually was pretty painful because they were, they were struggling. I think like <laughs> they were, they were like, uh, can we get a running clock? Or? Yeah, I mean, it really was. It was it was a struggle for them as well. I feel bad um, because college football is such a better sport than this, and yet all too often we end up with duds for championship games. I mean, if you really go through it, there weren't there haven't been that many beautiful games. Um, but even back in the BCS, there were duds. I guess the one thing we should be happy of is at least we crown a champion. And we don't go back to the 1990s well, there's, there's no dis- where undisputed, there's you a, have an undisputed champion. three different teams claiming the national championship. Although I did read, and I screenshot this so I could read it on here today, that um, Pro Football Focus awarded their national championship. They yeah, I saw. Premium stats and grades, and Ohio State was the number one team in the country. So Michigan was number two. So I'm going to take that. Claim that as my national championship. And I'll see Georgia's some other time. <laughs> so, hey, why Georgia should win the third in a couple weeks, maybe even next week. Steve and I will give you our top ten preview. It's always fun to predict. And then we'll put college football on the shelf um, for a few months until the summer. So um, next week we'll look at our top ten preview and see who we think. I think we all know who's our number one team in the country. The question is, who will be 2 through 10? So, like you said, I guess it's time to transition to the NFL playoffs. And um, last year, we were so excited about the playoff games. They were really enjoyable. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm looking at the slate of games this weekend. I know they're calling it, you know, super wild card weekend. But really, from Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, all day Sunday and Monday, None of these games should really be close. Like, they should be obvious, which obviously means they won't be obvious. Something's going to happen. Um, Something probably shocking. But, I mean, some of the lines are huge. We got 10-point lines in a couple of them. Well, Um, that's just because Tua's not going to be playing. Yeah. If Tua was playing, I'm sure that line would be a lot lower. I'm just saying it's just, it's not really... um, it's and if the Lions would have gotten in over the Seahawks, I think that line would have been a lot closer. And then, I mean, the, the Ravens are just 
they're just like getting their participation trophy. Okay. Be the now, okay. So here's my thought. So I was thinking, how are we going to start this, and how are we going to talk about this? I think the toughest game. I think the team with the toughest game this weekend is to the pick? Cincinnati Bengals. To pick or to win? What you're saying? To win. I think the Cincinnati Bengals playing Baltimore is the toughest game of the favorites to win. Actually, Cincinnati played most of its starters last week. I don't know what Baltimore's doing. Obviously, they were on their third-string quarterback. I don't know. Is do we know anything about Lamar Jackson yet? Is he playing? Is he not playing? I doubt he's playing. Um, and Baltimore hung in there. I don't know if it was so much Cincinnati just lacked the aggression or lacked the energy, but I think this game. I'm just glad I don't have to work on Monday so I can stay up and watch this game Sunday night. Um, yeah, they actually had more yards than the Bengals. Yeah. Over 100 more yards, or 130 yards almost. They they played really good. I watched a lot of that game. Um, I was betting on it. And they had four turnovers. I just am shocked that, yeah, and these turnovers were easy turnovers. I mean, the quarterback, whoever it was, Brown, or I don't know what his name is. He, I mean, he was just, they were launching him up in the middle of the air, and people were just standing there like, hey, I'm here. I mean, he did at least two of those interceptions were just, I mean, they, they were like, um, what do you call that in track and field? Where you shot put? Shot put. I mean, it's just like you shot putting them up there. Um, so he could be, but I wouldn't really put any faith in that. I just think that again, Cincinnati's got Joe Burrow. The Ravens don't have anybody. They're going to struggle. But I'm telling you right now, the Ravens. Well, I mean, it think was about the worst matchup I think. Because just think about it. A few years matchup. ago, when the Ravens played the Titans and. I mean, Lamar was fresh off a hot, uh, an MVP, and I mean, I don't think anyone gave the Titans a chance to win, and then the Ravens got kind of beat up pretty good by the Titans. So, I mean, I think this, I agree with you. I think this could be a very good game. And I mean, I know the line is seven. They, the Bengals could win by 21, but they also could lose by six. Yeah, I mean, I think I with no question. I think I, that's. I, the, well, the other thing is the Ravens are, I mean, it's just, if they could even have average QB play, they'd probably win. A good amount of games every year with where their their team is just playing right now. They got a great defense. Like I think Buffalo matches up better against Cincinnati because Buffalo's defense is not spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to give up points. Baltimore's going to hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. I think this is Cincinnati's toughest game right there. The Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm going to pick the the Bengals, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be honest with you. I think of all the favorites this week, mm-hmm. I think that's a real. That you better watch out. If, if the I, mean, Ravens I win, think about every single me. one of the games could be really good to watch. Oh, I think the Seattle San Francisco game is going to be a snoozer. Well, I'm not saying it's. I'm just saying I don't think that. See, I don't think I don't think the 49ers are just going to run away with it. I don't think the 49ers will run away with it against any team unless the Seattle Seahawks beat themselves. I think San Francisco absolutely demolishes Seattle. That's my personal opinion, but. I don't know. I mean, Jacksonville Chargers and well, it depends game. on what your opinion is. I guess of demolishing. I think they win by 14, 17 points. Oh, okay. Well, that's not that big. Well, I mean, in the playoffs, you wouldn't think it would be that. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, the Jaguars and the Chargers could be an interesting game. Of course, I love Justin Herbert. I think he's great. Um, but Jacksonville, I don't know if you know what you're going to get from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence barely threw for, I don't know, hundred and. 50 yards or something. They looked absolutely horrible. Jacksonville should have lost that game last week, and somehow they ended up winning. Um, Trevor Lawrence. 212 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, it was really rough. Now, he didn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. which I think is key. Uh, 
their leading rusher only had 17 yards. Though, it's so. at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers, I think, have one of the worst run defenses, so NTN probably will run crazy. Um, then on Sunday, you got Miami and Buffalo. You know DeMar Hamlin's going to make an appearance there. I, I assume that that one's going to be somewhat boring because, I mean, what the hell's going to happen with, with the Dolphins? I mean, they... Well, Skylar Thompson is trash. I mean, offensively, I mean, can he, they even do well, anything? that's what I'm saying. He's trash. I guess Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, are they going to clear him out of... Was he in concussion protocol? No, he broke his they finger. clear somebody. He broke his finger, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken. And then, I mean, I don't even know if two was playing football ever again. It would have. I wasn't rooting for Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh, I think, would have given Buffalo a better game. Yeah. Um, I I think my. I mean, neither team has a tremendous offense, but obviously the Steelers have much more of an offense Mostert than, than broke, the Dolphins without a quarterback. Mostert broke his finger, um, and I'm telling you, Demar Hamlin's going to be at the game. I mean, yeah. he says he's still be, in the hospital. Yeah, well, I, he was discharged. Yeah, but now he's in the Buffalo oh, hospital. Okay. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm going to tell you right now, he's making an appearance at that game. Yeah. I mean, the. I mean, Jim Nance said it perfect. I mean, on Sunday we didn't even talk about tomorrow like we did last time, but of course it's them running the opening kickoff yeah, back. Play. Like Jim Nance said, it was storybook. I mean, you couldn't have probably re, probably written it any better. And then it was three years and three months since they had their last. I mean, like those are all kind of eerie things, but. Um, I mean, Buffalo's got to win this game. I mean, that's I'm going to tell you, if there's it a sure bet in life, yeah. that's it. Um, this is TCU Georgia, in yeah. my opinion. Now, if Tua comes out and plays, I mean, they played him tough when it was snowing, remember, in the snow. If Tua ball? plays, I think there's no question this could be in a game. But I, mean, it could be I a don't think so. Game, but. Giants and Vikings got to be about one of the biggest snoozers. Well, they just played a few weeks ago. Um, Vikings well, what do you mean by three? snoozer, though? I mean, like, these not teams... really great football, or you mean, like... Yeah, uh, I don't think... think it'll be great football. Yeah, and but I, I think don't... it's going to provide a, a it game that's... be very entertaining. Yeah, yeah they only lost close by game. Three. And, and not only that, but I think neither of these teams are advancing out of the next round anyways. I just Yeah, I, I, I agree with no, that. No energy. Did, I looked at something on Twitter today, and it was about the Lions division, and let me see if I can find it. It was point differential on the year. And the Lions had the best point differential on the year... Um, in their division, and Minnesota has a minus three point differential on the year, but they're thirteen and four. I think we do need to talk about that for a second, and not to the Lions at a plus twenty six, so mm-hmm. they scored twenty six more points this year than they gave up. But I mean, to get off topic for a second, you know, the Lions did us all a big favor by getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I find it even more interesting. I think Minnesota it hits its 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 max too. I mean, Dalvin Cook has been struggling really all year. Jefferson obviously is the one dynamic player. We don't know what's going on. I mean, Aaron Rodgers walked off that field either a man that's retiring or a man that's not planning on coming back to Green Bay. And then you got Detroit with Well, I think there's no question he's not coming back to Green Bay. Detroit's got two draft picks I think in the top 20, right? Mm-hmm. Um they 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 got number one a, te- a coach that motivates them like Kirby Smart maybe I guess yeah. um, and then you got well, winning cures everything I'm sure that locker room was yeah. a little bit rough when they were one and six but after you go what eight and two no and eight got, and two in their last seven you think it helps or not seven but um, 
eight and two in their last ten, it helps. And then you got Chicago um, that has Justin Fields, and they have about twenty five draft picks this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and salary cap through the roof. Like, I really believe this could be the changing of the guard. Like, mm-hmm. I think Minnesota's done and done and gone. I think Green Bay is. I don't. We. I, nobody knows what Jordan Love is. Um, but yeah, I think I think we just. It's worth mentioning just for a quick second before we get lost and everything else. Um, but it's kind of cool that um, I think the future is really bright for Detroit. It's the first time in a long time. I think the football. The football. I mean, again, I think Jared Goff. We're happy for he proved himself. Um, well, I think he finally got the monkeys off his back. Because he had, he had a better season than almost every quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He's still a little shaky outdoors. I think playing in Detroit's wonderful for him. Mm-hmm. His, his Everything about him does come down. QBR and all that definitely comes down when he goes outdoors. Um, but, again, uh, good things for Detroit. So, again, we better get back on topic. I got a question for you. Who do you think had the best point differential this year in the NFL? Um... Well, I'll, I'll give you four choices. Okay. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles, or the 49ers? The Eagles? The 49ers. Oh. Had the best. And then there was Buffalo, and then um, Philly had 133-point differential, and Kansas City had the worst. Huh. Of the four. But, yeah, they had 173 points the more they scored this year than they gave up. And they won their last 10 games. Yeah. I, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. To take a guy that literally is a rookie <laughs> to win over right. man. That's unbelievable. It's going to be. It's going to be. Um, it's weird, though, because it seems like in the NFL, we talk about all the teams that. I mean, the disparity is there. Yes, any of these teams can win, but to me, deep down inside, only a few are really great. Um, and then, of course, Monday Night Football ends with everybody's just holding their breath. Do the Dallas Cowboys, who are definitely on a, um, have had a really bad <laughs> end of the year. Um, Dak Prescott's throwing interceptions and playing his absolute worst football right now um, against Tom Brady, and is this Tom Brady's final game ever, or is this just Tom Brady's final game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? You know, rumors has it he's going to Vegas or wherever. Um, Woof! I mean, the Dallas Cowboy fans, I guarantee you, are not sleeping well right now. They just, they feel like this is just set up. Well, well, all the pressure's on them. Yeah, on Monday night. I mean, like, I was, I was, um... Saw that ESPN said that this Mike McCarthy's jobs on the line if they don't win this game, and it's just crazy how much pressure's on the Cowboys right now. And I think there's a part that needs to be like I think Dan McCarthy had one good year thanks to Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? Like without Aaron Rodgers, he's a nobody, and um, his teams play undisciplined. They turn the ball over. They had this great defense. They didn't want the defensive coordinator to go anywhere. Their defense sucks right now. They freaking got lit up by Washington. Dak Prescott's throwing interceptions like I would. I mean, they, they look horrible right now. There, there's mm-hmm. nothing good. Zeke, I don't know what's going on with him. He ran tough for a while. Um, the other running back, what's his name? 
I Dobbins? Oh, no, oh, no. no. Tony, Tony Pollard. I thought you were talking yeah, about that. Pollard kind of, I think, got injured right, and he seems like he's been struggling ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallup catches some passes. C.D. Lamb catches some passes. But they just look like a lot. They, they look lost. And I I mean, I don't Tom Brady, the, you know, they finish under 500, and I think everyone's thinking, my goodness, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Cowboys. So um, the nice thing is the Chiefs are sitting there and the Eagles are sitting there like beat yourselves up and we'll see whoever down the road. Um, definitely, I think some um, some nervous times though in Dallas. Yeah. They definitely feel the pressure, the heat that um, things aren't going to go their way. So um, of all these games. Um, again, I think the Bengals as the favorite have kind of the toughest game personally. Um, but with that said, I could see a lot of them. Well, if Tua returns and if Lamar returns, but if Lamar returns, I think they have a better chance of winning that game than if Tua returns against Buffalo. I think, I think the Ravens have a better chance of winning their game and upsetting. Well, we talked about this a couple episodes ago that this NFL postseason was going to be a little suspect because we so many teams were question mark question marks with quarterbacks. To me, with that being said, though, it just solidifies the top teams as the top teams. Mm-hmm. I guess the only the only team that we just still don't know about. We know how good their defense is, mm-hmm. but the 49ers are still the big question mark mm-hmm. because if push comes to shove, you know, if they have you know four minutes to go and they they've got to go down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah. We just haven't seen that yet. Yeah. They have, he hasn't had that opportunity yet, so it's not his fault. But, um, you know, the 49ers haven't had a game that comes down to it. Luckily enough for him, and credit to the organization, <laughs> they soundly win most games before that even gets to come into question. So They, they have obviously talent, but, I mean, a quarterback still has to be, I think, your best player on the team um, or a really good game manager. Um, to make this thing work. And if they get behind and they got to come back, which everybody says, well, isn't going to happen because they got this great defense. And maybe in the NFC, it's not as, as likely, right? Like Tampa Bay ain't putting up a ton of points. Mm-hmm. Dallas, I guess, could if they really got hot. Minnesota ain't putting up a lot of points, I don't feel. The Giants, <laughs> they're definitely not putting up a ton of points. Eagles are the only team that's putting up a ton of points. Mm. And, um, you know, as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, then that's one thing. If Jalen Hurts isn't healthy, well, that's another thing. So, again, I just wonder if push comes to shove and San Francisco has to put some points up where they stand and all that. So, um, it's, they're the biggest, they're the best team with the biggest question mark. These other question marks, I don't know if they're the best teams, right? Like Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, even Jacksonville. I mean, is Trevor Lawrence going to play decent? The Ravens is Lamar Jackson. Um, still, to me, Baltimore has so many missing pieces um, in terms of helping Lamar Jackson that I don't know how much it matters whether he plays or not in some cases. So that's kind of where we stand with some of the thoughts and quarterbacks and whatever else is going on. Um, it is fun. Super Wild Card Weekend. But I'll be interested to see when we talk next week how many of these games were as 
nail biters or upsets there were, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. It might not be the best betting week, I think. It might be if an underdog wins and you put some money on it, but um, we'll see. So one story I did want to say that I thought was really interesting, and you might not have seen it, and some people may not care, but Bernie Kosar um, yeah, so. got fired as um, one of the announcers for the Cleveland Browns because he made a legal bet. And I did see a lot of comments online that, you know, if you think about it, sports has really sold itself, sold its soul to the devil in terms of sports gambling. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. I'll be honest with you. It's almost kind of a sickness for me. Like, I feel like if I'm watching one of these football games, I got to put $5 on it just to mm-hmm. see. Like, it to me, it adds more energy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, they promote it um, on all their networks. Um, literally within games, they're updating the odds and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But yet one of the sports announcers makes a legal bet in a state now that you can legally do that. And you just wonder, like, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Is it fair? Or not well, I don't fair? think he should be fired for because he has no um, he has no say in how the game is officiated. He has no say in how the game is called. He has no say in how the Browns call offensive defense. I mean, if it's a coach, it's a different story. I get that. You're you're. Um, I'm not even, I can't even think of what the word I'm trying to say, but I mean, you have bias into the game and stuff like that. But someone that has literally nothing to do with the game, why would they get fired? I mean, maybe, I, I don't know if he, like, said something about it or something like that. I mean, maybe he should have just not announced it if he said that he made the the, the prediction, but uh, or whatever he, bet he made. But, I mean, he's what's the difference between him making a bet on the game and us? Neither of us have any say in how the game is officiated or called or um, played or anything like that. So I don't really get why it would be why he'd be fired for that. It makes no sense to me. But yeah, I guess what I was trying to bring up is the whole point of it is. I mean, I think it's dumb he got fired too. But I just think it's funny. The NFL has no problem investing all of its money into all of these. Right, mm-hmm. DraftKings, the official sponsor of the NFLs, whatever, whatever. But then somebody does it, and boom. Like, mm-hmm. I totally get a player, right? Yeah, someone has actually an any influence coach. on the game. Um, I get it. Um, it's a really st- sticky situation. I mean, these guys make so much money. I can't believe you would be, Nick Chubb would be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I got to fumble this ball and make sure we lose because I'm going to win. Like, I still would find that really hard to believe, but mm-hmm. I understand that. I get that. But, again, the NFL and all these, like, I was watching golf, like, um, and they 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 literally you can go and bet they want you on the golf channel to go right now to the odds of the 13th hole whether this guy's going to make a birdie or par and they'll put up the percent this weekend and you're like oh my god yeah. but yet I mean can John Rahm bet on himself I mean I guess I don't know so it's just one of those things that when I saw that story I thought boy they the NFL has sold its soul to the sports gambling sites and yet um, Bernie Kosar who just happens to announce the game's doesn't now i know when you sign up they ask you if you have any affiliation and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff i guess i'm just saying what how is he determining the outcome of the game yeah i completely agree he's not so i thought that was kind of an odd odd funny thing so let's make some picks this weekend we're starting saturday we'll just go right through in the order you're going to watch them saturday 4 30 we got the seattle seahawks who um almost almost let the Frickin' Detroit Lions in, but they did it. Um, taking on the San Francisco, I think San Francisco wins, no problem. Yeah, San Francisco won this game, I agree. The Chargers in Jacksonville, this game could get goofy and Duval, I think. 
just because I don't still know about the Chargers. Like, I know Justin Herbert's great. Um, Eckler runs the ball hard. They got some great wide receivers. But Jacksonville just, I don't know. They're one of those teams that because they're playing at home, maybe they ping in really tough. Like I said, I think Etienne can run pretty good. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if he's got big time. He, they need a big time wide receiver, if you ask me. But um, I'm going to go with the Chargers just because I think the Chargers versus the Chiefs the next week would be a much better game. Um, so I, I want to see the Chargers and the Chiefs. I want to see Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert go head-to-head. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chargers have to find a way to win this game. They have too much talent to let the Jaguars win. The only thing that scares me is the Jaguars. I said it, I don't know how many weeks ago or last week or two weeks ago. The Jaguars kind of have a, eh, and then they have a really good game. Right. Like they don't they don't kind of string three games together. They have two bad games and one good game, or they have two good games and one bad game. So I think the Chargers are going to win. I think Talent alone, they should be able to win this game, but don't be completely don't be surprised if the Jaguars just come out and win this game. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, Sunday afternoon, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo's going to win. Yeah, I mean, if 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 they're throwing out whoever it is that quarterback, I mean, it would be a shame if the Bills lost. It would be embarrassing. Demar Hamlin would be embarrassed. Yeah, he, uh, he's going to be there. You watch, folks. Um, the Giants and the Vikings. Um, the Vikings won the last time on a late field goal. Um, I, I think the Giants are going to shock the Vikings. Let's, I'll take the underdog Giants over the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two ugly football teams, to be honest with you, but I think the Giants find a way to win this game. I'm rooting for the Giants. I want to see the Vikings go home, tired of their crap, tired of their fan base, acting like they're good um, when they're not at all. But hopefully the Giants win this game find a way to move on. The Ravens and the Bengals, obviously your expectation really changes if Lamar Jackson plays. Now he hasn't played in so long. I mean, in the end, I'm, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I think it's going to be a really close game on Sunday night. I think because they're divisional opponents, they know each other. Um, Harbaugh's a great coach. I just There's no doubt in my mind this is going to be a fourth-quarter game. And uh, I'll, I'll take Joe Burrow right now, mainly because Lamar doesn't, I feel like, have the weapons, even if he comes back and mm-hmm. maybe a little rusty. So I'll go Bengals, but I think this is the Bengals. Literally, I, I think this game's tougher for the Bengals than the Buffalo Bills next week. Yeah. I think the Bengals find a way to win this game, um, but I think this is a game that's kind of unfair for us to pick right now until Lamar, obviously, until we know that what's going to happen with Lamar. Obviously, if Lamar plays, it changes things tremendously. Um, if Lamar does play, I'm not saying that I would pick the Ravens, but I, I think that you wouldn't look stupid if you did. Right now, you'd probably look real stupid if you picked the Ravens. So, And finally, Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I, I do feel that this year, offensively, the Cowboys look 10 times better than the Bucks. With that being said, I feel like the Bucks still offensively have firepower, yeah. too. Um, I think Tom Brady, um, regardless of what happens, maybe he gets a little bored from time to time, right? Like, doing everything he does. I don't think this is like the Bucks of the past where it was like just get us to the playoffs and we're going to make a run with it right like and win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl but I think the Bucks have a good enough defense 
I think Dak Prescott's making a lot of mistakes right now, mm-hmm. and I don't think either team's going to get away from it. So in terms of point wise, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with the Bucks and the upset over the Cowboys, not just because I think it'd be great and it'd be great to see the laughing stock Cowboys, but I, I the I was all in on the Cowboys. I thought they were one of the best teams in football just a few weeks ago. Um, and to be honest with you, from Thanksgiving on, I don't think they look good. And um, I don't know what's going on. Um, see, I think completely different here. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. However, and I just told you, I don't think the Bucks have enough talent to like heat up and win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cowboys, if they it's not a up, good matchup for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think if the Cowboys heat up, though, I think they could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, a but, team that's turning it over a lot right now against a defense that's obviously pretty solid. So. You wouldn't be surprised here if you see a few turnovers from Dallas. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go the Buccaneers over the Cowboys. This one's tough, too. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, but to be honest with you, I'm kind of rooting for the Buccaneers. I think it would be kind of intri- intriguing to watch this game be a good game and, and exciting to kind of watch see if the Cowboys did end up losing this game. Uh, I think a lot of people would be laughing at the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys find a way to win. Uh, the Buccaneers... I don't think they're just going to be able to flip a switch and turn it on and get going in the playoffs. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't be completely surprised at all if they did. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think it's... I, I mean, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. I mean, it's hard to kind of say, like, yeah, I don't have any belief in him. I mean, he's Tom Brady. He's done what he's done in his career, and um, there really isn't anything else that needs to be said. I mean, you could honestly pick Tom Brady against anyone, and you really wouldn't be looked that stupid for picking him. No, I just think it's going to be... Again, I think the Bucks don't have enough to make the run. I think they're going to beat Dallas, though, even though I think Dallas has enough to make the run if we're, if, if the right things come into play, I guess. Sounds mm-hmm. kind of weird saying that, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, one thing that did happen this weekend, um, to change topics now to the golf world, Colin Morikawa had like a... Seven-shot seven lead with shot lead. ten holes to go. Or eight it just holes, completely nine fell apart. John Rahm... Um, came back and um, defeated him. I mean, God, seven-shot lead with ten holes to go. I mean, and a course that you don't usually make mistakes, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's a pretty wide-open course. Um, a birdie fest. Par fives that people are hitting nine irons to. Like, it's kind of amazing. At John Rahm, I just wonder. Um, there's a lot of talk about him. He's really pissed about the world golf rankings and that Liv's not getting him. He's pissed that live players might not be allowed to play on the Ryder Cup team, even though they're all washed up and he doesn't even want any of them, I don't think. Um, I just wonder if John Rahm, this is going to be his year, if he has this big year maybe, or what? And Kyle Morikawa got this new putting stroke he was all excited about, making everything. And then the final nine holes, guess what? To make it, a thing? Yeah, it all kind of disappears from you. Um, kind of interesting. It was it was fun to see. I I never realized. I think I missed golf more than I thought. It was great to see. Um, it was good to see. I was excited. I was. I when I left the house though Sunday, I think he was up by six shots. I never even. Yeah. By the time I left, I, mean, I didn't even stay at the basketball thing long. And by the time I left, he was losing. Yeah. I was like, what the yeah, hell? He had a seven-shot lead, and I think he was through seven or eight holes. So Yeah. And he, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he lost, he, he dropped three shots. Yeah, and I mean, that's not a course where you usually drop many shots. Well, he hadn't even made a bogey the whole the whole tournament. 
Yeah. And um, actually, before I left, they were talking about that no one's ever played that tournament and never made a bogey. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh. And then for him to make three in a row. And I think he made them on, again, I don't know if many people know the course, but he made it on the 14th. I think it was 14, 15, and 16th. The 14th hole is one that is 287 yards. They've been driving. Mm -hmm. And the 15th hole is a par five that everyone's been reaching. So, I mean, to bogey those two holes, I guess I didn't see it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I guess he really got rough around the greens like he was um not chipping very well and made some pretty rough looking throws i mean throws i'm watching espn as we're talking um some rough looking chips so um so yeah so Colin morikawa of course a huge american golfer everybody loves thinks he's got a great bright future and john rom that everybody still thinks one day is going to become the number one player in the world and kind of take off Mm -hmm. so um it was a good battle to start the year kind of a preview of maybe the Ryder Cup come late September, John Rahm versus Colin Morikawa in Rome, maybe playing for the Ryder Cup down the road in nine months. Hopefully Colin Morikawa doesn't uh, get a have a repeat of that. Yeah. Uh, he needs to find He's sure up some things a little before right. then. One more week in Hawaii before the mainland is back and we're in California for some golf. Good thing not now with all the floods going on there and all the bad weather, but um, good fields I saw. For the first tournament, and uh, then the Torrey Pines. So it looks like some great players are. Um, and hopefully, it'll be a good year for some good golf. And um, it was good to see, though. I enjoyed watching it. It was fun because it's on late at night too, since it was in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. it was fun to see. And um, like I said, it's the first tournament of many this year. Of a lot the of seasons back and swing. With a lot of things to go. So, anyways, so next week. We will um, review the NFL playoffs. We'll see how our predictions kind of stand up. We'll look ahead and bring the Chiefs in and the Eagles in um, into this mix. And, of course, then we will dig a little bit deeper into, like I said, it be fun to make our preseason top 10 for college football way too early. And um, we'll see what else is going on with more coaching vacancies. Look at that. Still talking about Jim Harbaugh. Is he really going to leave? Heard he had a two-hour Zoom meeting today with the Broncos. Things went well. Um, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. I think he's using this because he might is looking, I think, for a little bit more money. And I think he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, I think Michigan needs to pay him. He deserves it. Um, I mean, what he's done with the program. And um, I know they took it away from him in 2000, but the guy deserves it. So if he's using it to get some more money... He definitely deserves it. Um, look at that. On ESPN, he makes $7.05 million a year. $2 million behind Ryan Day, which I mean, well, I think that, is a little separate, but Mel Tucker making $9.5 million is almost unfathomable. I think that's he only makes $7.05 million because he won. He beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten, made the college football playoff. Like, I think he gets like two oh, to three more million because like that. of that. So yeah. I think his base, but I mean, after the 2020 season, he kind of, probably needed a little bit of a humbling moment, so probably was it. But obviously they need to rework uh, things out <laughs> so he doesn't go to the NFL. But It wasn't, It wasn't. what do they call it, Black Monday for NFL coaches because, you know, everyone gets fired. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't that shocking um, fallout. I mean, obviously Lovey Smith was a horrible hire from the get-go in the Texans. They should never have hired the man. I, it's a shame. That well, I don't understand why they wasted a year to hire him because obviously they, they were just using him as like a puppet for the one year. Like, why why did you even hire him I mean, at that point? That, but that Santa Claus beard is too much. I mean, the Broncos just completely, they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers, so they hired Hackett. 
from Green Bay, and that didn't happen. That blew up. And hey, what about us? We've said it all along. Like, how's Cliff Kingsbury still got a job? Not anymore. And, um, I wonder where he'll end up. I wonder if he'll stay or, I mean, I don't think he's going to get a college head coaching job like this year. Mm-hmm. But I could see him in the future getting one back. But I wonder if he becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere and uh, rebuilds from there or just sits back and takes all that NFL money and looks like a movie star and yeah. goes from there. So, um, and then, of course, who knows what's going on with the Colts and their coaching search. Yeah, I assume uh, that they'll be. Hiring somebody before in too Carolina. Still needs Carolina, the Broncos, maybe and because some of these Colts. guys got fired before. I mean, we had three hired during the in season, so mm-hmm. maybe that's why Monday didn't seem as bad as it usually does. So yeah. we'll hit all those topics and anything else that comes up. Yeah.